Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Matt, are you ready to go to the Shadowlands with me? No, you're not. Because you're just not in WoW anyway. But guess who is ready? I'm going to go fight the Jailer. I'm going to go to the Maw. I'm going to see it all. Sounds like a personal problem. You got that right. What's going on? The Huge, which happens to be the Gamers 2 podcast for July. What is today? July 10th. 10th. July 10th. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry. And once again, anything else that might interest us. Got uh, jazz hands. Formula One starting up. Baseball going to start creeping in? Maybe. That's, you know, maybe. I, I like to think that it is. But let's be realistic in the world we live in. we got players opting out left and right. Never know what might happen. Football might eventually in a month or so start. Soccer's already back. Football manager never left. And will be the show never left. It's chaos. And I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. I'm hiding in the corner. You should be, because my ego has crushed this room and smothered you with my baseball ego in the corner. You want to know who my top 10 hottest players in baseball are? <laughs> Starting that up early. <laughs> yeah, we'll start, start that list up now. Uh, Ploof, I love you. Jake, Jimmy. It's a whole thing. And it's the fact that you did it with conviction that I respect the most. There was commitment. There was passion. There was reasoning. There was some little dash of personal taste thrown in there. Yeah. It's everything that I want when you're discussing the hottest people in a sport. Take it seriously. It's not a joke. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. It's very serious. <laughs> These are serious times we live in. So, before we get to our normal beginning. Yeah, there's some weird shit in this document. There's a middle section that showed up, right? Yeah. Uh, mostly because I moved it from the bottom of the dock to the top of the dock, and because I don't check the document enough for when people ask us questions. <laughs> people are using the things they're supposed to use, and, and we're I, just like, ah, <laughs> gotcha. And I was like, huh, I should check that. And then I saw the time dates on when they asked, and I was like, one of those was in June. The other one was at the beginning of the July. Shit, I'm bad. <laughs> so uh, to clear up the air, we figured we might as well still answer them. Because they're not time-specific. They are just general questions. And this first question comes from uh, the user, Devoted Fan. All right, so, suck up. So let's just, you know. Settle down. Let's Settle. relax. Simmer. Devo How devoted are you? What's my middle name? 
Don't actually text me that. I know who you are. <laughs> so, PAX Online. How do you guys feel about that? And how should we approach... I Do they mean 24-7? No, they mean 24-9. How should we approach 24-9 to get the best experience? Beats no packs. Oh, because the online thing is nine days, right? Yep. Exactly. But it's not 24 hours. Um, yeah, I actually had to look right? into that too because it confused me. But yeah, that's the that's I think it's also it's if, just the nine days thing. I say, am I am I terrible and don't know my own news story that it's not twenty four hours? <laughs> it's not twenty four hours, but it's you know, you refer every, to a day every, as twenty four yeah, hours. It's every so. day, it's every, every moment you're awake, there is going to be things. Yeah. Well, for the normal people, when I'm going to bed, you guys will be waking up, but <laughs> both my elbows just cracked. I don't know if you guys heard that. I was, oh, I'm old and dying. Um, yeah, it definitely beats no packs. That's for sure. It's not a packs that we were going to attend this year anyway, though we'd love to if somebody in the future years wants to fly us to West. I mean, actually, you know what? It would have been the cheapest for us to go this year because yeah. <laughs> it would have been the best scenario, except we would have been going to Seattle and been like, bring on the virus. But uh, no, it definitely beats no packs. And as far as on the online aspect of it, I it's not going to smell as bad. I'm uh, optimistically curious. Um, <clears throat> I don't really have any expectations because I feel like, you know, you just would... You would just assume that it would be of lesser quality than what you'd get at a regular PAX experience. To an extent. I mean, I think the one thing that's going to stand out is that it's not going to stand out. And here's what I mean by that. If you haven't ever been to a PAX, if you haven't been to this in-person event, this is just going to look like another online event to you. Yeah, here's the thing that like I'm if it, like if it, to if it runs as smoothly as it should, it will just look like another long summer game event that has been happening, where they have the interviews, they have panels and stuff, and then they're they have these demos that are available. They're still doing panels, right? From my understanding, they were so. Picture this. Okay. What's the thing that you dislike the most? Other about- people. You fucking nailed it. <laughs> You took it and you nailed it into the ground and then stomped on its face. I would do that with some no other people. No people in the panels. Here's the best part about the no people in the panels. You can just turn off chat. Yep. No interruptions. <laughs> no interruptions. No person next to you that uh, is says, heckling. Yeah, that heckles or says racially insensitive things that you're trying to not murder in the middle of a panel because you don't want to get thrown out. Um. Max just exploring the space. Doing cat things. He's just asking for it. He's like, I want attention, but this window seat seems to have great views of the mice beneath it. I'm talking about you. Give me that side eye. Anyway, uh, yeah, so PAX Online. I'm I'm excited to see how it how it's received. It, if it's bigger than I think it's going to be, I mean, that's a, it's a weird statement to say, but the packs in person, I don't know what the numbers are for West specifically, but East's highest day is usually around 110,000 people on Saturday. You're probably now when it's fully live, you're probably pushing close to a hundred thousand on Fridays, if not high nineties. And then Thursdays and Sundays being your two lowers. 
So I'm curious to see, like, that's all in one place in a convention center. And you're constantly interacting with devs or doing all this other stuff. For me, where that excitement comes is is seeing those indie games and seeing those board games and having those conversations you can have with devs that we've talked about in Pax Travaganza's prior. That part kind of seems to dis, dip away a little bit during this. So, yeah, sure, you'll have the demos and stuff like that, which is cool. That's what you want. But I hope there is some – I hope some of the, the companies that would be putting out these demos and showing off are also – actively like reaching out and trying to uh, either promote themselves or have conversations with their community of, of if people are asking questions like, Oh, what made you guys do this or this? Or, and you actually can have those conversations. I don't know that you can, maybe not, but we'll see. I, I mean, that's not up to necessarily a PAX thing. That is a developer thing, but yeah, I, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how it turns out. Um, I generally, I don't, I usually prefer the panels over like, I like to browse the indie stuff, but I don't like to really get involved with it too much. Same thing for board games. I mean, they're cool to look at, but I'm, I'm not a board game person. So yeah, the board game part comes from like Dewey and I, and especially more so Dewey when we can actually like have those conversations with some of the people, but the, the panel one is always my, I have what? four panels that I almost guarantee that I'm going to go to if they exist. And then everything else is a, if it interests me, I'll check it out type of thing. And the same thing. I love to browse through the indie games, but I will sit down and play quite a few of them if they have a way. And sometimes the devs are super cool. Other times it's almost awkward and weird. So, you know, you you have to go with the bad. Yeah. The next question came from Donut. Freshly Frosted, coming soon. Wishlist on Steam, because it's a great game. This isn't from them, but I'm just promoting Freshly Frosted for no reason. Other than that, it's great. Uh, so Donut said, You guys have mentioned that British TV is better than American TV. What are some of your favorite British shows? I see you wrote an answer. So I, I did, because I know that once I was on the spot, I'd have a hard time coming up with Things that I've actually watched that are British that I liked. Right. A couple caveats here. I don't watch a lot of TV in general. No, I mean, I don't think either of us really do anymore. Yeah. Um, I do seem to prefer British-style TV more than American TV because... Of of the, like, what you get on the... um, I want to say basic cable, but I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. Uh, of your ABCs and CBSs and mm-hmm. NBCs, like of their shows versus what I've seen of British shows that I think are on the same page, I definitely agree that I yeah. prefer the British ones. Like when you get to like the HBO stuff and Amazon and paid content or you know paid streaming services like that, that's not necessarily what I'm comparing. Yeah, yeah. If, if that makes sense. So, uh, my short list of things that I have watched that I definitely would recommend watching. Uh, Brit- British game shows. Really, any British game show. Uh, eight, it- eight out of ten cats does Countdown. Uh, Big Fat Quiz of the Year. Yep. Mock the Week. Would I Lie to You? 
Am I missing other ones? There's other, there's a couple there's other a, ones, yeah. but those are like those are the top four that I think we have watched over and over. And I've recently been just binging random mock the week things because it's entertaining. Mm. I think there's eighteen seasons, maybe. All right. So as far as shows go, like TV series, uh, not really series, like maybe mini series, Sherlock mini series, uh, Luther. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's got. Uh, I've seen. I haven't seen any episodes now. Yeah. Um, the Crown, which is Netflix, but it it what it's about British royalty and it's filmed in in the UK. Uh, the Great British Bake Off is a classic. It's a classic. I mention it every time because I binge the new season when I go down <laughs> and visit the parents for Christmas because that's what you do. You go down and watch baking shows, and of course Top Gear, but more so the OG crew. Yeah, Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and James May. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, anything BBC related is fucking amazing. So like any of the BBC documentaries are really good. Uh, I know objectively Doctor Who is very good. It's not my cup of tea, but my brother is, uh, a big fan of it. So, um, and then there's a bunch of channel fours. Yeah. Game shows are usually where the comedy ones are. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Who spinoffs. Um, I know there's other shit that I've watched that I just can't think of right now. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of the Formula One coverage. Yeah, Formula One coverage. So. Big fan of their soccer coverage, if you imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> who would have thought it'd be better than the U.S. coverage? <laughs> who would have thunk it? <laughs> yeah, that basically covers everything for both of us. So we shall move on, Matt. Move on we shall to perhaps newer things. One could even say. New releases of what of video games <laughs> what that this podcast normally talks about once we get there. Do it. Number one, Catherine, full body for the Switch. Not half body, full body. Number two, Super Liminal for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Cross code for the PS4 and Switch. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Deadly Premonition 2. It exists. Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise for the Switch. If you don't know what that game is. I saw alligators or something. And... Oh, it's a whole, there's a whole thing. It's, it's a game. Uh, F1 2020 for the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Google Stadia. F1 2020, Matt. Or you go vroom vroom in a vroom vroom. Just shake your room. I don't know why I went to that <laughs> that song. Uh, number seven, Sisters Royale, Five Sisters Under Fire for Xbox One, and Sword Art Online. Alicia, uh, Alice Isaac. It's it's impossible. It's supposed to be Alice. Alice Isaac. Alicization. Yeah, that's good. Good enough. Like chorus. Sure. For PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Welcome to Sword Art, where everything gets harder to pronounce. Uh, You're not wrong. (laughs) Uh, Anime. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I'm bashing Sword Art. It's only had, like, what, 19,000 episodes? Yeah. 800 billion. Not really 800 billion. I mean, it's... 800 something. Yeah. There's games. There's movies. Comics, I think. Manga. Manga. Oh, sorry. Be I don't, careful. I don't need anybody coming after me. I apologize. So there's this... What is... What is it? So there's manga, which is Japanese uh, 
And then there's hentai. Not hentai. <laughs> uh, is it? It's shwa- shawarma. No, it's not shawarma, but it's like schwang. Sh- oh, fuck, what is it? Schlongberg Sachs. It's like um, it's a bank in GTA. Is it a Korean manga? It's like a different word, but it's it's like oh. Korean. Sure. And that was a new one I just that I heard about the other day, and I was like, "Oh, this is a whole thing now!" Like, "Oh my god!" I'm happy I'm not uh, having to keep track of that. I don't keep track. I'm I'm done. That's this is what I've noticed as I've gotten older. <laughs> it's like things are just so complicated now that like I just don't have time. I like that we just read you done phases by looking at the complexity of something and go, "No, nah, yeah." I'm like, "No, nah, I ain't got time for that." Ain't nobody got time for that or that person that just nope all right so number one getting awkward a little bit i'll take odds all right bold move uh not really i'm purposely doing that one because i knew one of the stories i wrote was an odd number so i wanted that one i cheated i bet we could all guess which one that is (laughs) hint i started the show with it number one sony has made a 200 and $50 $50 million investment in Epic Games. The deal means Sony gets a 1.4% interest in the game development studio and publisher and gives Epic a valuation of $17.86 billion. In a press release, the investment was described as enabling the companies to broaden their existing collaboration, quote, across Sony's leading portfolio of entertainment assets and technology and Epic's social entertainment platform and digital ecosystem to create unique experiences for consumers and creators, end quote. I like that making a $250 million investment in a company gets you 1.4% of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of insane, right? (laughs) Like, I, and then and then gives them a valuation of seventeen point eight six billion. Yeah, that two hundred moved at all. That two hundred and fifty <laughs> doesn't even. It, may, it might have gone from seventeen point eight five to seventeen point eight six. Like they might have just flipped the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a weird. Like I'm. I'm. That's that ties into a story later where I wonder if because a deal fell through, they pivoted and put money over there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Foreshadowing. Or they also could have just been like, we're just going to try to put money in a lot of baskets. Diversify. Could be. Could be. It could go back to that. Um, They've also had that weird thing with Epic, though. Yeah, the Epic tech tech demo thing. The tech demo and the PS5 showing off Unreal 5 and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then... This could be just Sony doubling down on that relationship and saying, hey, yeah. we like what you're doing. Keep doing it for the PS5. All right, listen, you convinced us about this whole crossplay thing. <laughs> so I guess 250? 250? Does that do anything for you? I'm going to need 350. <laughs> <laughs> you goddamn Paleolithic monster. Uh, tree fitty. Tree fitty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lock Ness monster jokes. I get like the shit stories. All right, Sony well, reveal. rearrange this next time for yourself. <laughs> Actually, technically, if you rearranged it right now, my doc wouldn't update, so I'd have no idea what you changed. I know, that, wouldn't, that would be terrible. Sony revealed the physical boxes for PlayStation 5 games in a blog post using the upcoming Spider-Man Miles Morales as the example. <laughs> more more eels. Um, 
The boxes are similar to the PS4 versions with a few distinct differences. Uh, the physical cases are a slightly darker blue with a white header and black font. Uh, so it's the same design as the PS4 boxes, but with a matching aesthetic to the PS5. That's my biggest concern is I really needed my game cases to match my console. So when I line them all up next to each other, did you, you see can clearly the, be- tell that they belong. Did you see a leaked marketing material that showed a line of Sony's products and they were in a black and red aesthetic? I did not, but I am intrigued. So it was a black PlayStation Was it black 5. on black? On Jet Black. Uh, New news. <laughs> Sony partnered with Doc. That's where he's been. Hiding. Yeah, in the yeah, Sony yeah. bunker. Yeah, um, hiding in the Sony bunker. It was a black... It was... Uh, the, the PS5 was among a bunch of other Sony products. Like, the, you know, their TV, cell phones, all that good stuff. But the PlayStation 5 was black. And the controller was all black. But where the blue LED is, it was a red LED. Ooh. So that's just what happens. That's the PS5 red ring. Yeah. The yeah. whole console changes colors. <laughs> it's his red, red ring of death. Yeah. That would actually be epic. <laughs> I think it'd be really cool if the LED lights on the PS5 are RGB instead of just blue. R slash battle stations just loses their yeah, mind. Yeah, it's just like meltdown. They're yeah. like, ah, oh, PC Master Race. What? They're like, but can I put a Hue controller in it so it matches? <laughs> Like if they did the hue controlling stuff where your PS5 gave the ambient lighting of the game. GTA 5. The online. whole console's flashing when the console after you. Somebody just looks in your house and it looks like there's a rave going on because you just have the cops after you on GTA. That'd be great. That would be. I, I would be okay with that. Yeah. Because uh, I would purposely just play everything in the dark at that point and piss everybody off. Everybody being myself. I'm the only one that's here. You got Max. He won't care. They'd be like, dude, I'm sleeping, man. Whatever. Number three. EA has partnered with TBS to produce a new reality competition show centered around The Sims called The Sims Sparked. Do you understand this name at all? No. The Sims Sparked will feature 12 contestants, all online personalities from The Sims community, competing in various design challenges within The Sims to impress a panel of celebrity judges. The series will debut on Turner Sports E-League on (laughs) July 17th and continue over a total of four episodes that will air on TBS on Fridays at 11 p.m. Big time slot, that Friday 11 p.m. slot. Apparently. Uh, okay. This is the thing. This I is saw. The thing? I saw like tweets of. Uh, I think it was creators that are supposed to be on the show and stuff, and I did a double take and went, "Wait, that's actually not on Twitch. That's on TB." Huh. Okay. Um, going back to our previous question, where we said our British shows. <laughs> better than American TV. Yeah, you know. There yeah. you have it, folks. Might be it might be the answer. This might be the answer. I I almost don't know if I like the celebrity angle. Like I get that you need some reason to watch it kind of, so you want to get the names in to pull people in. I it depends on what the celebrities are. Like if HGTV did this show, I don't think I would react as weirdly. 
Does that I, make does that make sense? I guess, but like if you're doing house things and whatever and these designs Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense for like, sure. Put it on HGTV where they every other week come out with a new couple that sells crayons and waxes beavers for a living but wants to buy a two million dollar house <laughs> i lost myself with the wax beaver thing because i couldn't think yeah of whatever but it's else. so like legit oh yeah but it's also could be taken so wrong <laughs> um but like you, there's those shows are like the constant we're a couple that is renovating our town and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, we have people just building houses in Sims. Would you like to judge them? Seeing how you're on all these other shows? You want to take a break from remodeling the entire neighborhood and look at some online shit? That would make sense to me. I just TBS, don't. TBS, and they're going to be like, I got Pitbull checking out my house. Yo, dog, you listen, your pool? MTV Cribs. Not big enough. I got to get a pool on that pool. Because, you know, I'm exhibit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand how this made it to this stage. Like, I don't understand how this show was made. Who, what producer, what director, what executive was like, this is a good idea. I. No one. They're all just, they're high. They're all high. Okay. Okay. I, you know what? I'm not even. I'm not even gonna argue it. It's not worth my time to to get into a discussion about. Is the producer of the Sims TV show high? Yes. Moving on, number four. According yeah. to a new post on the PlayStation blog, Ghosts of Tsushima's world will be split into three regions. Can we? Can we real quick? I want to stop. I want to roll back to the beginning of the story. Yes. Hold on. Well, let me see. Let me see how you wrote it before I criticize you. I feel like we've both been doing this. What? And I don't know that you did just do it, and I might just hear it now, no matter what. Ghost. It's not plural. We've been saying ghosts. I feel like we have been. Okay. Because technically, I think I think the way if you speak to one of the developers, they would say it's Ghost of Shushima. Mm-hmm. Which we say Shushima because we're American and uncultured. Yeah. But I think we've been saying ghosts. Probably. It's the same thing that I had to slap everybody during uh, Marvel when they kept saying, it's Infinity Wars. And I'm like, there's not multiple fucking wars happening. Shut up. War. Okay. All right. But this is this has been, I think we've both been bad about saying ghosts. Not that it's going to stop a search result if somebody goes and looks for it with an extra S, but ghost. That's all. Okay, Professor. I'm going to go back to looking at my phone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ghosts of of Shishima will be split into three regions, which will further be divided into 40 unique biomes, which will include forests, swamps, and frozen mountains. Sucker Punch is working to make each one of these biomes feel unique through the use of color and the types of foliage you'll find there. Within these 40 biomes, there will be, quote, hundreds of different points of interest, interest to interact with. But what if I play in the Kurosawa mode? Then it's, yeah, it's what, what's, what's your two color? colors? You what's got two <laughs> colors. What's your color dude? You, you got black and white. Uh, I'm like been battling internally of whether I'm going to try to go full like 
Japanese and be like, oh, I'm going to, well, obviously I want to, I'm going to play it in Japanese with subtitles. Of course you are. <laughs> but, but with Japanese subtitles, right? No. Commit double down. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we told you to go east, and you're like, I thought you said west. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I can't decide if I want to go play it in the whole like, uh, you know, Japanese film style. Like, oh yeah, the Kurosawa mode. And is, that, and, is that what they're calling it? I th- I don't know if they're calling it Kurosawa mode or if they're calling it black and white inspired by Kurosawa. Yeah, but they've attached his name. And I think have his approval to do yeah. that. His uh, his estate gave gave them the approval. I did see that. Yeah, I say him, but I'm pretty sure, obviously, it's his <laughs> estate. <laughs> I don't think they dug him up. <laughs> Reanimate him. Hey, just nod real quick. You, How do you all right, feel he, about this video game? What's a video game? Never mind. I'm not even. I'm not even doing what I was going to do. It's going to get. It was just going to get worse and worse. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm excited to play. I won't be playing in Japanese with subtitles. I'll tell you that, though, if I play. It's going to be in English the whole way through. <laughs> All right. And then if I go back to do things, like once I'm done with the story, maybe then I'll turn them on just to be like, I let's see it. what's happening. Let's see what's going on. Let's see how authentic this gets if I get in a fight. Uh, Number five. Halo 3 will be released on PC on July 14th as part of the Master Chief Collection. PC players will be able to buy Halo 3 on the Microsoft Store or through Steam, and it will be available for free as part of the Xbox Game Pass for PC subscriptions. I assume Master Chief Collection and the Game Pass will also gain all that baloney. Excited? Nah. Okay. Eh. We're get we're getting to like the 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 Halos, you know, two, three, ODST. Yeah. And yeah. Reach came first, but some people have sour taste in Reach. I just get rid of the armor thing. Armor lock was one of the worst things they added. I'm just like, eh, whatever. That's super specific, but. God, did I hate driving around on a ghost and watch somebody just, <laughs> and I blew up my ghost. It was so, I liked it. <laughs> so annoying. My favorite was when people would throw it on bubble shields and I was like, <laughs> and just drove right through mm-hmm. them anyway. See, I thought armor lark was good because it was like, it, it brought balance to like big team battles with vehicles. Kind of. I would have rather just had deployable cover. Because it still stops you in the same thing, hmm. but it doesn't all of a sudden one shot a vehicle. It still gives you the survivability. It just doesn't. Yeah, I mean, there's and there were other problems with Armalock, but it could be abused. Um, yeah, I was. I I go back to like preferring the the pickup style of three. I mean, rather OG. than you having loadout of. I'm I my favorite form of Halo well, is still well what became known as uh Low uh, Wolf? No. Oh uh SWAT. Oh headshot only? Which was no shields, no radar. And Well SWAT know. turned into headshot only. Okay, well first the first the first version of SWAT 
was how we played Halo 1, which yeah, was... basically hardcore. Yeah, no shields, no radar, and we just had pistols. Yeah, and those ones... I, I My favorite was always... Uh, I played it a ton on 3. It was, it was pistol, shotguns, and sniper rifles, and that's it. <laughs> my favorite on 3 was playing shoddy snipes. Yeah. And shoddy snipes on the map that you... One side spawns at the base, one side spawns on the beach... Mm. And you're fighting like uphill. Yep, yep, yep. I don't remember what the name of it was, but that was a shoddy snipe map for the playlist. Mm. And every time we got it, we just, it was a whole thing. And I loved every second of it. Oh, yeah. It was good stuff. Or just rockets. I mean, rockets are always just a good Yeah, one. rockets were always fun uh, of just like. Uh, Still no shields like, and no no radar. Yeah. Uh, rockets was fun just because it was a good breakup from shoddy snipe sometimes. Where yeah. You're like, so but I, would, I couldn't stay there. Yeah. So what we would do is we play Capture the Flag. With this is where we're getting way too long in Halo, but we played Capture the Flag. Um, uh, the, we played Halo One, so it was Capture the Flag on Sidewinder with oh, Sidewinder pistols, shotguns, sniper rifles, and you know we play a game or two. Usually, our games would last between uh, around four hours, and then we would do a quick game of just rockets. Ah, to like, do you ever play the? I think I remember it in Halo 3. I don't I, It was the ATV map. Or, well, not a map, but ATVs. And you one driving, one rockets on the back. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was called Rocket Tag or something. But everybody was locked. You were locked in like that and just driving around. Oh, yeah. And you're just, you hit the ramp the wrong way. And you guys are just mm-hmm. barrel rolling, trying to fire rockets. Or something. It was a fun time. It was like the newer version of Blood Gulch that map you could do shit like there was a version of blood the i can't remember what they called it because the first version was called blood gulch i think and then they reworked it and it got a different name i wanted to say coagulation but i think it was coagulation yeah because then coagulation turned into valhalla because coagulation wasn't in Mm -hmm. three all right well there's your halo recap there you go more halo for a story Uh, that matt wanted to move on from uh, Microsoft will hold its Xbox Series X games event on July 23rd at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the company is planning on showing games made by its Xbox Game Studios, including Halo Infinite. Interesting. So what else do you have to show us, huh? The new Fable? You fucking better. You the bastards. The new Forza? I'll take it. The new gears? I don't care. I don't know. They just at this point, um, there I'm was to think a, of some obscure Xbox game they could pull out of their ass, but I can't think of anything. I'm trying to think of what they own. They own a lot now. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of like what they own. Like, I think we're gonna see the next Hellblade. Like, we're gonna see more on the next Hellblade. That's true. They do have a second one coming. Yeah, still got Obsidian. They might have been working on something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. They might. Well, they might tease like something new, but they they were only uh, we're not even a year removed from Outer Worlds. True, true. Which was Obsidian, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Outer Worlds was was, uh, Obsidian. Got to make sure, you know, sometimes. Sometimes I lose my mind in these new times, (laughs) in the end times. We're in the end game now. Don't. Don't. I love you 3000. Worst line in the movie. 
I had arguments with people at work about that. I love you, two thousand. Yeah, that that was the worst line in the movie. I mean, it it's definitely it was a cute moment that was over, uh, overblown. Yeah, well, way overblown. It's like it's one of those where it's like it's a moment and then you ruined it. <laughs> exactly. Because exactly. it was it was a moment, and then everybody was like, "I love you, three thousand. I was like, "That doesn't." I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going there. You're saving it. You're saving yourself. But part of the pro- part story. of the problem with the killing it, or like overuse of it, was that they started using it in the trailer. So the movie the movie voiceover guy was like, "You'll love it, three thousand. And I was just like, "Stop! Stop it right now! You don't no. Don't say that. Don't tell me what I'll do." In a stupid quantification statement. Number seven. The trailer we forgot to watch. Ah. A new Test Drive Unlimited game has been officially announced. Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown is in development at KT Racing, the French studio best known for the WRC series and, more recently, the TT Isle of Man games. It'll place... It'll take place on an open-world island that has been, quote, recreated at a one-to-one scale, end quote. Uh, This makes sense probably why, when I was writing the doc last week, randomly, (laughs) there was a Test Drive Unlimited story that showed up. If I remember me telling you about that. Mm -hmm. But it was tagged from November, and then never, there was no update that I could find in it. And then, well, here we go. Yeah, here it is. Uh, I was curious because one of the games that made me kind of fall in love my first racing game that i got really into was test drive 5 on uh original playstation okay and i'm curious just curious because you know i got a fondness for it nostalgia when all the other test drive games test drive unlimited all garbage all terrible games Uh, i mean they're not great I'll, i'll i'll give you that it's because what did they go on to do? Burnout Paradise or something? I don't even know. I think they the team split up and they've done... Yeah, so... I, I'm intrigued to see what a new game from them... Does, because it sounds like they're kind of going the Forza angle. But the, the one-to-one recreation of an island... Implies that they are taking a real island. It does. And then one-to-one scaling it... To which I go, what island? Exactly. <laughs> and it's the studio making it is does WRC. So, And I think this, there's supposed to be another WRC game coming out too. So is this going to be like, is there going to be off-roading in this game? I mean, it would make sense. Why else would you do an island one-to-one? Exactly. But that's just a weird, it's definitely a Forza I mean, direction. It's a t- but it's a test drive game. Like, hmm. that's not. Off-roading is the least of my concern in a test drive game. There's a lot of concerns when it comes to a test drive game. Well, all right, then. I I stand corrected. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I meant, but all right, you can take it that way. Candy Crush Saga creator King has revealed a new free-to-play mobile game for Android and iOS featuring Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot on the run will be a runner game. Surprise, surprise. Similar to Temple Run. (laughs) Where players, oh, can, <laughs> where players can swipe left or right on the screen to move their character to collect coins or avoid bottomless pits. No word on the release date. I thought it was to whether or not you wanted to match with Crash or the Tiki. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Tiki. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but... Apapui? You got me, bro. Something like that. 
Uh, yeah. He's got I wood. was... <laughs> I was on the the Play Store today, and I hadn't read the document. How dare I was, you? I was on the Play Store, and I mean, that's a lie. I had kind of read the document because I was writing it, but I saw this crash thing, and I was like, oh, that looks like Temple Run. And then I went, wait, we're still referencing Temple Run this year. 2008 or All earlier? Right. To be fair... There are some distinct differences. I didn't want to talk about it for 20 minutes. We don't have to talk about it for 20 minutes, but this isn't the only game to do it, I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Temple Run is now the... What's a good comparison? Borderlands to cell shading. People can't see cell shading for some reason without mentioning Borderlands, and people can't see a game like this without going Temple Run. Mm-hmm. It's now reaching like Castlevania, yeah. you know, Metroidvania things, and it's like... How long ago was Temple Run out? It had to be like oh eight, right? It's been a, it's been a while. I don't know, bro. I don't. It was one of, it was one of the first information. In my it was head. one of the first mobile games that people were like, "Bro, bro, I fucking I kill it in Temple Run." Have you seen my level scores? I swipe left and right so hard. Hey, you heard of Ray Chattel in it? Play Temple Run. Like it was abused in. Every ad I could think of and everything that was like, hey, you now have a smartphone? Play Temple Run. It was almost, I don't, I don't know that it ever was the, like, preloaded on a phone, but it, it was the game that would have been preloaded on a phone. Remember, also, if I ate the mic there, I'm sorry. Do you remember Flappy Bird? Do I remember the one of the most grossing games of all time? Yes. Okay, I was just, just checking. Uh, that also Flappy Bird, I believe... Up until recently, I think finally when you would update to a new version of iOS, officially stopped working. Like, hey, if you update, this won't work anymore. (laughs) So people were like, do I go through with it? (laughs) There's probably 800 clones of Flappy Bird by now. Oh, yeah. I mean, Flappy Bird was just helicopter, but done better. It's a Flappy Bird. Helicopter, though. Flappy Bird. Better than a helicopter. Are birds better than helicopters? Write in now. Let me know. There's a straw poll below. <laughs> For who's better? Helicopters or birds? All right, say theoretically. I'm not saying they get in a fight. I'm just saying which one's better. Because well, obviously if they get in a fight. say theoretically you had to choose one as a mount. And you could choose either a depends helicopter. On the, depends on the bird. Or a. And the helicopter. A bird-sized helicopter? Correctly. A bird-sized helicopter or a helicopter-sized yeah. bird? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a helicopter-sized bird as your mount. What kind of helicopter am I getting? Attack chopper? Well, I mean... Or, like, just a buzzer. I feel like it'd just be a buzzer, because, like, when you say helicopter, like, that's really what it is. It was just, like, a buzzer, basically. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not thinking, like, a, I get an Apache or anything. I'm just wondering, like, is it, you know, is it a multi-door? Is it a sedan of helicopters? Or am I running in a You coupe? can get the fucking... My you want the helicopter. What are they called? The big fat helicopters that are heavy load lifting. Oh, <laughs> Chinook. Yeah, get a Chinook. <laughs> um, man, for my mount, for the for the purposes of the question, I'd have to go with the helicopter sized bird. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mine would be a helicopter-sized flamingo. A flightless bird? Or sure, a, short dis- a short distance bird? Sure not. Or a blue-footed booby. How about that? I respect that a lot more than the flamingo. Because if I was to go join you in this weird quest, I might pick an emu. Or an ostrich. Can we call it... Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to get that reference, but that's an ostrich. I'm going to get a mountain named Mindy. That is an ostrich size or a helicopter size ostrich. Don't emus? Do they look? I thought they looked the same. Uh, kind of, but they don't have her. The, all right, so this is we're going in the weeds, but I'm explaining this for them. Uh, emus have more of a true like cone head, like a beak. Kind of, but like their beak's not long. It's just like they have a very like true one shape head. Okay. Like even from here, it's just this. Where the ostrich has the the, the width. flat. Yeah, it has yeah. the width that comes to the flat. <laughs> uh, I'll Google. I'll, go, I'll, yeah, I'll you'll, take a gander. You'll immediately see the difference in it's the mouth. That's immediately what we're discussing here, based on her. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let Matt Google this before I read the next story. But um, I would take a helicopter-sized ostrich for the sheer kicking power alone. I got you. You know I what I mean? You, yeah. you, now you see exactly when I say like an ostrich. I mean, an emu looks like head. a bird. Yeah. And ostrich looks like Mindy. Looks like Mindy. Yeah. Stick your head in the sand. Just wander around. But helicopter sized ostrich runs fast, kicks hard. Can't fly, but that's, you know. You know, it's a downside, but I'm hoping that I'm going to be running fast enough that it. When we're doing the, uh, the Riders of Rohan battle, that you get confused. A helicopter sized 
uh, ostrich. Ostrich. I, I forgot for a second where you went. Emu or ostrich? Ostrich would be quite frightening. I mean, emus are aggressive, but a helicopter-sized ostrich, I would honestly be scared of. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd definitely be scared of that. It'd be one of those where it's like, okay, I am clearly on Skull Island. It's been fun. I'm gonna leave now before what was that I thing watching? kicks me. I was watching something, or I was listening to something, and someone was criticizing. Ostriches? No, how people get attacked by geese and swan. Well, yeah, because they can be dicks if you piss them off. Yeah, but they're like, oh, I don't know how you could ever be scared of a geese. I'm like, clearly you have never been attacked. Yeah, just get attacked once. A duck or a goose or whatever. Specifically like goose swan. Goose, you know, they get up. They're fucking dicks. (laughs) (laughs) They get up and that wingspan comes out and you're like, are you doing the come at me, bro? Because I'm really confused right now. Yeah. They can pinch Why you. are you running? They get you. They get you to that little beak. It hurts. Yeah. Still not, as scary, still not as scary as an ostrich. Just be clear. Ostrich kicks you. You're done. It's over. Helicopter-sized ostrich kicks you. You don't exist anymore. You basically get whack-a-mold into the ground. That's a great image. <laughs> <laughs> just it's like a, a very nothing sound, but it's just like... <laughs> I don't know how ostriches sound, but you know, I think I'm close. Close enough. <laughs> anyway, so Candy Crush is making a Crash Bandicoot game. Would you take a Crash Bandicoot-sized helicopter? Or a helicopter-sized Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. According to VideoGamesChronicle.com, a site that Nate's never heard of, Xbox has told developers Ditto. that they cannot charge players to upgrade their current-gen games to Xbox Series X versions as DLC. As an alternative to its free smart delivery program. Uh, to sum that up for you layman's, Xbox told developers to fuck off trying to circumvent smart delivery. Yeah, so the long and the the long version of this story, which was too wordy and too complicated and grain of salt territory. I simmed it up for you. Simmed it up. I shortened it up. I don't sim things. Except football manager. That's a sim. Sorry. The gist of it seemed because they were they went into detail about how like Microsoft's like, oh, you can do this, this, and this if you want to in in lieu of smart delivery. But essentially, you either – Microsoft doesn't want you charging full price for both games. They're like, you can give both games in a package deal for less money than it would cost to buy them separately. And you absolutely can't do it as DLC. Whether that's true or not, yeah, who the fuck I, knows? On a site that I don't know enough to – yeah, I'd say 100% that I back mm-hmm. their credibility. Um, but it it makes sense if Microsoft is continuing <clears throat> to have their good guy approach to this coming generation of, hey, could you not be dicks to gamers and try to milk them for every penny they have? Yeah. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, because we also want those pennies. Yeah, because we want the pennies. You sons of bitches trying to take my pennies? I'll kill you. <laughs> Speaking of picture giant Microsoft with like all of its money bags, it's one of those easy political cartoons. Microsoft just bought a pile of money, just slapping around indie devs for trying to steal a couple pennies. Like, no, you stop that right now. Speaking of somebody, uh, let the kids out. Get back and shut this. Speaking of companies that are trying to steal pennies, Chinese tech giant Tencent. They're not trying to steal pennies. They're trying to steal data. There's a difference. Is in exclusive talks to acquire Leiu Technologies. You might remember us talking about them 
the Hong Kong listed game developer announced on Friday. We recently talked about Sony being interested in buying Leiu. Sorry, I lost my place. But now Tencent Mobility, a Tencent subsidiary, have entered an exclusivity deal, an exclusivity agreement with Leiu. The exclusive part means that for the next three months, Leiu are not able to negotiate with another buyer while the Tencent talks happen. Uh, the move looks as though Tencent Mobility intends to buy Leiu and make it private. You almost made it through the entire episode without a giant flub, and then you got to that one. And I have like cotton mouth going on. The end started coming out. Uh, so this is the this is the story we were discussing earlier when Sony has now been kicked out of the Leiu negotiations as yeah. they were looking to buy them, and then went epic. I'll, I'll give you guys two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> It's uh, almost like they were somebody was given a budget of two hundred fifty million. They're like, "All right, cool, we'll go for Layu." No, all right, cool. Uh, I'll take the Rainbow Sherbert. Daring today, are we? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like uh, hikes. Oh, oh, very adventurous. <laughs> and oh, and dogs. Ooh, daring. <laughs> <laughs> Love that Squidward meme. But yeah, no, it. Uh, interesting from the Tencent angle because I guess they are technically the rumors coming out of China. I don't know. <laughs> Not China specifically, but the that their other competitor there of uh, like owning a lot of game property is NetEase. Mm-hmm. So it's them trying to continue to scoop, you up. Know, scoop up the talent yeah. before NetEase has a, a chance at it type of thing. Which makes sense, but it's just... Uh, I don't care. All it's, right, one of those, it's one of those where it's the 10 cent bad, but I allow it for certain things, which is a terrible, yeah, terrible angle, but I, I cope with it. I like Red Dead. Sorry. As do I. Now I'm trying to remember if 10 cent one's part of take two. Probably. Probably, yeah, probably. I know they own part of uh, Epic, and they own Riot and stuff like that. So, which, if you think about, it, it's kind of funny. So, like, they have more of a percentage of ownership of Epic. Yes, and they just scooped out something from Sony, and Sony basically just kind of inadvertently gave them money. I, kind of. I mean, in layman's terms, like in a simplified view. Yeah, in in a very weird, simplified view. I mean, if anything, more like Sony tried to take a bite out of their pie. Not necessarily gave them money, but was just like, and we're going to take some of that. <laughs> but, you know, you see what you see. Shall we? Into the final story that everyone's been waiting for. I don't know who everyone is. Mostly me. (laughs) Number 11, World of Warcraft Shadowlands had a developer update on Wednesday. I'm going to try to run through my key highlights from what was shown. And if you want to watch the live stream for yourself, it's on YouTube and it's about 45 minutes long. Depending on which video you find, you might see that it says an hour and 20. For some reason, people go live and then don't cut their videos down. So there's 45 minutes of nothing. (laughs) And then there's, I don't know, give or take five minutes on either side of the stream that you can probably cut out to. Uh, the recap that I'm using for the most part comes from Wowhead. Uh, I 
edited some stuff and put some other stuff in. So, uh, beginning of the stream, we got the collector's edition was shown off. Cover looks pretty sweet, I thought. Nice artwork done. I It's the physical collector's edition, so I'm not going to own it. But I did just want somebody to like sell me just the cover. Like so if somebody buys it, just cut their cover off and give it to me. That probably ruins your collector's edition, but <laughs> I like the artwork. Uh, also comes with an art book. Cool little art book for the art of the Shadowlands. Uh, mouse pad. Get a sweet mouse pad, bro. That, too small. Once again, too small of a mouse pad. But. Yeah, it's not not the extra large that we love using. Uh, but the image is just the same. Shadowlands ice crown broken thing that we've seen since the uh, trailer. Uh, it comes with pins, and it comes with a soundtrack or a key for the soundtrack, uh, and then it also comes with all the digital things as well. The pins are one for each of the covenants. Uh, other good news, the beta starts next week. So but by the time you're listening to this, potentially the beta has started. So watch for more stuff like that. Uh, here are some stats that Ian Hazakostas, the game director, read out from the Alpha. During the Alpha, there were over 800,000 quests completed. There were little over 2,100 people to complete the Exile Reach, or 2,100 characters at least, to complete Exile's Reach, which is the new starting area. I believe on, I believe he referenced on the Alliance side. I, I don't know what it's called on the Horde side, if not maybe the same thing. That's the 1 to 10 mm-hmm. area. Uh, there were sixty-two, a little over 62,000 Torghast runs. Torghast is the tower thing that we've talked about before. Where it's almost the roguelike tower that you go up in levels through. And roughly uh, eleven, a little over 11,000 of those ended in terror grew deaths. Which I assume is the people trying to kill you in there. Point me. <laughs> uh, there were, I'm surprised that that ratio seems low. It probably is. Uh but it's also probably like we haven't given you the true like what the final version of this will look like of mm-hmm. scaling difficulty and actual uh death percentages and stuff like hey figure this out before we really turn it up type of thing maybe uh also there were over 64,000 in-game bugs reported uh and they said their internal Q&A team narrowed that down to roughly a little over 1,600 unique bugs that they were tracking. How nice. So, good amount of bug reports, but still, at 1,600 unique ones, you're still got a lot of work to go. I don't know what... I don't do Q&A, so I don't know what a true good, bad number looks like. Like, 1,600 maybe is not that much, depending on how many people you have on QA, but it seems like it's a lot. It's a high number. I mean... For the scale of WoW, though, you know. Yeah. And it could be stuff like a misspelled word or something, too, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like what uh, they determine is like a, a what, Like what a true bug is versus when they say unique bugs and it's like, okay, there's a misspelled word. It's like 
does that get counted in the 1600 of like actively tracking because that just is a note back to one person be like change that letter please thank you yeah. but either way I don't think you consider spelling a bug I think you consider like I clipped through this wall I fell through the floor I had this interaction blah 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 when I ran when I was playing ESO in beta and I ran out of a tent and got stuck on a rope and couldn't move at all filed that one because that's a bug <laughs> Tried to file a bug with Blizzard the other couple of months, like a month and a half ago, because I fell through the world. And I was like, there's a spot where I could clip. And then I couldn't recreate it, so I didn't file it. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Uh, good news on Torghast. Torghast is no longer going to have a cap, and they're going to figure out the best way to do it. The best way to do it, meaning uh, before Torghast was supposed to be, you had to you had an X amount of like keys that you could go into for the week type of thing. And you were going to be limited on how many times you could do it. And then they're like, never mind. <laughs> Clearly, you guys want to play here. So we're just going to remove that. And then the the figuring out the best way to do it is they're like, we're going to have to rework and kind of think of how we do loot in there with no cap. But we're going to stay with no cap and try to figure that out. Which that's what I was hoping for was no cap. At the same time, I don't necessarily hate a cap on it just because, you know, okay, cool. I know I have a... I know I have seven to get done this week or something like that. Cool. Todd, let's bang out seven. Well, now it's like, hey, what are you doing? Nah, I'm not doing anything. Want to run Torghast? Okay, cool. We'll do that. And then we can just plow through and do as many as we want. I'm hoping Torghast is great for me. Uh, you get to choose one of four covenants at level 60. That's not news. That's just more of a precursor to other things we're going to discuss. Uh, soul binds are a new thing. And they will allow you to bind souls. Hey, get it? With NPCs in your covenant, which allow you new passives or powers based on who you bind with. You can socket conduits into your soul binds, similar to the way relics worked in Legion. Uh, so I kind of showed you this a little bit. You have X amount of people you can soul bind with in your covenant. They have their own little talent tree of sorts that you go down and make choices through. And then they have sockets in there where you're going to drop in almost like gems sockets into those that also change how things work and stuff like that. A lot of uh, potential character customization in your playability. If that sentence makes sense. If you're getting what I'm putting up, <laughs> let's, let's just move on from that butchering of a saying. Renown is a new weekly objective. You gain renown uh, by going into the Maw and rescuing tormented souls, or going into the world and collecting anima. Apparently, not an open-ended grind, which that alludes to a cap, and probably weekly, and at least an overall cap. Um, it's also supposed to have a catch-up system at start for alts and such, so you never actually have to be behind, in theory. So hey... I've been playing for three weeks. You wanted to give it a shot. You don't have to necessarily be behind me in that category, hopefully. And that makes it really nice for alts. I hope the catch-up system is real and not just them, you know, saying things. Show me the money. Show me that you'll do it. Each covenant has a unique feature. For example, based on the background of the Venthyr of hosting grand galas, the Venthyr has the Ember Court. You can head out into the world and collect guests, figure out what will make them happy, and if they're happy, they may give you a token of loot. So, these are the sanctum things. The idea with the Venthyr is that they throw badass parties. 
this is just an uh the way ian describes it is this is just a side thing to do to give you more things to do type of thing but he's like you're not gonna go stop the end boss by throwing the most badass party here it's just a way for us to tell more story and to give you a little something to do and hey you might get some loot out of it uh for the kyrian it's the path of ascension you can use a soul mirror to control a soulbind character like pelagos and enter a boss rush like event for all you boss rush lovers not usually big into that but hey for the necro lords it's the abomination factory you can build fleshwork bodies for souls these souls have unique needs and then adventure with them and get interesting perks. So you find a soul. The soul needs a body. Build the body out of flesh pieces. Put soul in flesh pieces. New friend. Sounds like real life. <laughs> What's Matt been doing in the basement? <laughs> uh, for the Night Fae, it's the Queen's Conservatory. The Queen's Conservatory is a they describe it as like a garden of souls type of thing. So you plant souls, you germinate them and you give them water and magic and anima. And you're like, I grew souls. He attributed it to the uh, farming part that used to be a Mr. Pandaria. He's like, kind of similar. If you remember that, you know, similar to that. And I was like, I'm listening because <laughs> I spent way too much time there. So I'm listening. And when Todd and I watched this, he was just like, I might pick them based strictly on that. I love that farm. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, hey, you got a reason to choose. Uh, the mission table evolved. So now it's less of a uh, matchup game where you're just like, I'm going to, oh, these have this thing. I match that. Cool. Done. It's more of like an actual kind of RTS that happens. So you can kind of see it actually play out. No longer just a coin flip type of thing. Coin flip matchmaking thing that it is now. Uh, and the mobile app will be app updated to work right at launch with it. So makes sense. Uh, new dungeon got shown. The last new dungeon to be shown. The uh, non-linear theater of pain. Described as a battle royale. <laughs> he used those words. But not in the way that the the game currently uses it. The way the... Or the way the gaming uses battle royale like you're not going in against other players or anything but it's the uh environment around that place is that the i don't remember where you are maldraxxus so you're the necro lords are supposed to be like the military might of the shadowlands and they have a constant battle of trying to prove strength and stuff like that so you're you're in there uh new area the maw the mall you'll be able to explore, collect precious artifacts, and make things a little less dangerous. The mall is more sandboxy, similar to like Mechagon or the Timeless Isle or Firelands Intro and stuff like that, where uh, you're not going to open your map and have a clear direction or see world quests or whatever. You're just going to kind of have to go out and explore and see what's going on and read forums when everybody says, just go over there and do that. And you're like, oh, all right, that makes sense. Uh, also, you're not welcome in the mall. Everything hates you. I think Ian's exact words were everything rejects your presence. And I was like, that's interesting. How fast can I die? <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, you run around and you kill maybe too many big enemies or like name things, or you're doing too much in there. And the jailer will just slap himself down and be like, that's it. You're out. Uh, so he's like, just trying, you know, your the whole thing is to, 
make progress, but not catch the eye of the jailer. And I was like, interesting idea. We'll see. Uh, things to look forward to coming up in the beta. Castle Nathria raid testing, mythic plus testing, legendary rune crafting. No longer is our legendary is going to be the RNG problem that they were in Legion. Now you'll actually meet a vendor who you can craft specific legendaries that you are looking for from them. Uh, covenant campaigns. So once you hit 60 and you choose your covenant, that will unlock a full campaign with said covenant. But those are only available once you hit 60 and choose. Now they're going to have focused PvP testing, character copies, and end-to-end testing, and then polish, iteration, and tuning, as we would all expect. I'm still excited, but I get excited around every new expansion, regardless. Like, I was still excited for BFA, even though I, like, knew that there were going to be story problems going into it. But I'm always going to get excited for new WoW expansion, just because I'm reaching the time where I'm like, ooh, what do I do in WoW now? I want the new, you know... Give me that new fix. Tap into my veins. Chasing the dragon. Never catch the dragon. Uh, Did I see that they're going to make gender changes free? There was talk that I I didn't, they didn't mention it in this, but there's been talk that in the, I believe in like the barbershop where you can change your appearance and everything. They were just going to allow you to also change gender there too. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Don't know why that would be such a, I know why it would be a big deal. But I don't know why it wasn't there in the beginning. Yeah. Because the only way to do it before was to pay for like a character change. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why can I not just... It doesn't affect gameplay at all. Why can't I just switch? Yeah. So. It's not like the males have one racial ability and the females have another one. No. Mm-hmm. The race has the same. It's just no. a character model. Yeah. So I never understood. But I'm... You know, if that comes in... If that does come to actually be a thing... Cool. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I have any that I would switch. Maybe... Or maybe I'll just get bored and switch for a month and then switch back. Who knows? Sounds good. Yeah. Lots of wow stuff. Lots of wow stuff. It was a it was a pretty pretty good stream of of content, I think. And it leaves me with some hope going into it that at least I'll have things to do. Because, like, even logging in now, I, like, I, I have things to do, but they all suck and I don't want to do them. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping this, at least, is still fun to do once I hit max level and get through everything. And I start my favorite part of every World of Warcraft expansion, the end game. Because I am that person. <laughs> what? There's a quest over there? No, nah, I got end game's over that way. I'll mm. see you later. <laughs> Nerd! Which way is the end game? <sighs> There's flexing happening. In yeah, case taking it to the gun show. The which way is the beach? End game's that way. Gotcha. Thank the you. The end game show. <laughs> boom boom. <laughs> oh, let's <laughs> go do the the old. Oh, what is it? Night at the museum. Boom boom. Firepower. Whatever the the stone guy does. I don't know. You I got me. I was a kid in high school. They did it all the time. I don't know if you just love the movie or something. But yeah, that's uh, that's it for the wow. I mean, it's a lot of wow. There will be more, I'm sure. Especially when we get into the time of, hey, Nate, what have you been playing? And I'll be like, <laughs> you ever heard of a game called The World of Warcraft? Hmm. I'm addicted. Okay, what do we do now? What do you mean? 
now we can finally play the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's, I don't know. I always teeter on the line of saying it's my favorite game of all time. But it is. It's it's a hard one. It's it's hard to to justify or not justify that, but to I don't know, quantify it or qualify it with other games. Like I love Red Dead. I loved Halo Three. I have special memories of Saints Row Two, but I never don't go back to WoW. I mean, it's like safe to say that you probably had the most time invested in WoW. Oh, that's not even close. Not even close. I don't even want to know what my time is in WoW. And Todd, if you're listening, don't go look. You're going to only hate yourself. Your time is worse than mine. <laughs> so, it's it's definitely the most time investment. It's also definitely the most money investment. But it's been... I've enjoyed it, so it, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really hurt me that way. But it, I always go back. Every time there's a new expansion... Even when I've been out of the game, they just pull me right back in. Ah, shit, here I go killing again. Till it all ends. World of Warcraft 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I, I'm i interested to see... You know, Once again, it gets into the story of what will, what will be the story... It gets into the story of what Shadowlands is. However, that story progresses throughout the campaign and towards the end game what do we do in terms of like, it's a lore discussion of that. I'm not going to have on this podcast, but we've killed and rebalanced a lot of things. <laughs> so reboot. Do, New world. do we reboot? Do, does the world explode and we just have to launch through space into some new world? Amazon coming 2021. <laughs> You know, what What do we do? But it, it depends on the storyline, you know, if they just want to randomly awaken an old god again, because that's what we do every other expansion, except I'm pretty sure we've killed all of them. So there's, I don't know, there's whole things, whole things will be interesting. Do we need to talk about anything? Test No, all that uh, stuff's next week. So there's a new Dark Pictures trailer for a little hope for the uh, next Dark Anthology game. The... October 30th, I think, was the release date at the end of it. Yep. Looks like it will be a solid Halloween game. Scare some people in a little town in Massachusetts. I don't know if it's really in Massachusetts. But yeah, might as the well trailer be. definitely was like way darker than the previous trailer. So. Yeah, and more murder. Yeah, a lot more murder. Small child, angry nun, or witch. Whatever yeah. you want to, whatever you want to be. Non-witch, witch nun, Protestant, Protestant witch. Burn her! She weighs the same as a duck. But if they sink, sorry, there's too many. My immediate Monty Python and Bevedere conversation. She turned me into a newt. Uh, also, yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed stuff and Watch Dogs Legion stuff. But on uh, Sunday, there is Ubisoft Forward, which is going to be their big event discussing what sounds like their next gen games coming out. It's supposed to do more on Hyperscape, more on Assassin's Creed, more on Watch Dogs. I'm sure there'll be some other stuff that gets talked about. So we'll see more then. And yeah. then we'll cover that next week. Yeah. So it's been six days, <laughs> right? Saturday? Six. I don't know. Something like that. 
I'm going to say six. I'm pretty sure it's six. Six days since we recorded, Matt. What have uh, you been up to? Um, not much. Um, I don't think I've really played anything other than, uh, what's it called? Gunfire Reborn? Yes. Gunfire Reborn. That's it. Played that a little bit. I a too have bit. played some Gunfire Reborn. Some with Matt, which makes it way worse. Not because of him, but because that scaling is... The scaling is rough with Two people, it immediately people. makes it, it worse. It, like, literally doubles it. Yeah. Which is just unrealistic. Actually, I think it did more than more than It might have more than doubled it. I don't remember. I didn't double check, like, the final boss health. Uh, the shield... The two of us, but... Single player, the shield's, like, 8,000, I think, hit points. Okay. Doubled, it was, like, 24,000. Yeah. It instantly is, is more. Yeah. And by that's just the shield. Yeah, that's just the shield. Not counting the eight hundred or eighty thousand life pool that he has on two player. It's a lot. Yeah, it's like it's. It might be eight hundred thousand. That might yeah. be close. It is a lot, uh, and that's just the first boss. Not counting the four rooms to get there, mm-hmm. and then if you do beat him, the nightmare that comes after it in the desert. And I think there's more after that too. But the uh, it's been a, it's been a fun game. Been enjoying it. Good. Uh, Quick, like, I got a 30 minutes to an hour. Burn through some. Die. Realize I shouldn't have. Spend talent points and move on. Yeah. It's basically Trying to get to that dog, man. I, got, I want to dual wield. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like you... After looking at... After playing the game, looking at it... I feel like naturally, like, that's just... You have to go with the dog at a certain point. Just Probably. to get the damage out that you need to get out yeah it could also depend on like the the scrolls and stuff you unlock too like we just might not have certain ones that are broken on the like the magic orb thing because like there are ones that not only the magic orb exploding more but the freezing timed with other things as well like it can there's the one where uh when you lock somebody up you do x amount of more damage to them and the people around them yep so it's like you can you can really if you once again, land every ability that you needed to in chests and stuff. You could stack stuff to just be broken, but it'll be interesting to see when one of us has the dog, what it plays as, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, for me, it's just been that football manager. Wow, MLB, the the usual routine. SpongeBob's been thrown in there. Played some Project Cars too. Won the Formula Rookie Cup. Ooh, go Nate. Uh, then raced trucks because I was like, I don't really want to start my next one. So I did one of the invitational races where I raced, I don't know, Jeeps, I guess. The big Hulk and off-road ones on a road course. Weird. Those were a lot of fun to to, <laughs> to handle. Try going around a hairpin turn with those things and you're like, I got to drop to five miles an hour to make this turn. Oh, yeah, this turn's so great. Oh, yeah, let me accelerate. That's strange. It was interesting, but it wasn't. It wasn't the most exciting thing I've done in that game by a landslide. Yeah, that's really it. It's a simple week. Yeah, simple. Last of Us should be. You gotta be playing that because. Yeah, I played. Got more Sony games coming out, so I played a little bit of it. I think. I'm 
a little under halfway through based on what I hear other people's hour completions are of like 30 hours. I'm in the 13 range, I think. So almost the halfway. Yeah. It's going to be rough trying to get that done before. Yeah. Trying to get it done before Shishima. Yeah. It's one where I say, I don't want to sit down and burn through it, but I, I do, but I also, it being downstairs, there are times where I'm like, I just want to be on my PC and do things, and I can play WoW and do other things, and it's like, ah, I gotta sit downstairs and sit here for a bunch of hours to fit. <laughs> and yeah, sure, I could bring my PlayStation up here, but that doesn't solve the problem. Yeah. Then I then I lose a monitor, and I, it's a whole thing, whole thing. It's work. And I have to put it down back downstairs and rehook that. Eh, too much work. But yeah, that's the podcast, Gamers Two. Yeah, T O O G Two. Not the eSport team, though. <laughs> that, is a, that is a problem I have realized. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you guys hopefully in seven days. Yeah, next week. Should have some interesting things to talk about. Ubisoft will definitely give us some interesting things to talk about. And you can listen to Nate complain about how it looks like Odyssey. Fucking sailing. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.